Welcome to a brand new episode of Tau Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And before we get into today's podcast, we have some sad news, unfortunately. Seems every episode we do. Um, this is hard. This 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 week, these past two weeks, we've lost some titans of the comic book industry. Uh, yesterday, uh, at the time of this recording, we lost George Perez, um, geez, Avengers, Titans, Wonder Woman, uh, countless others, no. countless others. I mean, his effect on the comic community as a whole is just insane. I mean, and one of the nicest humans, period. Uh, he finally, uh, passed away after battling cancer for a long time. And then also Neil Adams, who um, I know for me growing up, that was my first Batman of that time, uh, was the Neil Adams version of the character. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that Neil Adams redefined Batman after the 60s. Yeah. uh, After that whole campy time, while also delivering a, a bigger than life Batman at the same time. So we got like the modern design from him. We got some darker stories, but he did a really good job transitioning the character into the Batman we know today. And if that blue and gray Batman, when you think of him, if it's not Neil Adams, I'm not sure who you're thinking of, because it's just such prolific work uh, from both from both artists. And I think it's important to remember that um, we actually had the, you know, the pleasure to meet both of them uh, in our days at Comic-Con where we used to attend. I don't know. It's it's very sad. It was Neil Neil Adams was really kind of a, a drop on us because we didn't we didn't know that he was, you know, gonna be sick or anything. But yeah, unfortunately George Perez, you know, with his diagnosis, we knew this was coming. But age sixty seven, that's insane to me. Yeah. It not I mean, really, in today's times, not even that old. So no. um let's give a moment of silence to these these two Titans. So, yeah, we we uh, we encourage all of you guys, um, if you don't know their work, look it up. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Actually, once you look, you'll probably recognize uh, countless things that they've they've been a part of. So uh, let's get into some Marvel. Yeah, well, you know, we'll geek out first, Chris. Let's let's start some happy notes. What have you been geeking out on? You know, not not a whole lot, man. I I've been doing binge uh watching of the defender series uh the ones that i want to watch mostly daredevil at this point uh wrapped <laughs> up moon knight i, I want to do it it's kind of a parallel with that show uh whatever how's that going <laughs> which one the moon knight no the, i mean the just the parallel like the parallel sucks man yeah um, i had a feeling like moon knight was a good show but it's not a great show they they really need to take a step back and try to look at what they're doing. I don't understand how you can have uncensored Disney plus shows uh, from the Netflix side of things back daredevil or uh, Deadpool three, but you can't have an adult side of your MCU where things are injected with jokes all the time, or um, it's family friendly. We'll talk about Dr. Strange too in a little bit here. And I think that that's the right direction of things in a way, but you have a character like Moon Knight who, I've gone back and I'm on the Warren Ellis series right now. Um, I've read the Jeff Lemire. Like you had stories, dark stories 
from the the 2010s that you could have like leaned into more and you've already done a darker side of things and it makes me really kind of worried about what will you do with daredevil when you do do a show uh what are your plans with midnight suns and blade Uh, i don't know i i don't know other than that I've, i've that's basically all i've been doing i've been on a real big pause from uh video games and other things yeah man i um i what have i been doing finished attack on titan the manga series loved it started i finished season one of attack on titan and i was just about to start season two when i remembered that stranger things comes out in two and a half weeks so what yeah starting my rewatch of that um which yeah starting the rewatch of that i've watched it i watched a new i watch it over again every time the new season comes out so this will be my fourth time watching the first season and i can't wait nice (laughs) i love that show but also uh in marvel news the other thing we've both been geeking out on which is doctor strange too so just briefly like what did you think i've seen it twice now already uh and the second time through really reinforced the fact that this movie is is great. Uh, we're at a point where, you know, at first when I first talked to you about it, I had a little issue with the pacing. Yeah, and I'm not sure now. I now I kind of understand why. I think it was the way I saw it um, because I saw it in 3D the I first time so with too, bad yeah. sound, so it wasn't the best experience. And so the next day when I went to see it in JBX, it was amazing. Sound was right, you know, and everything looked great. And when you step back. And you see what they're doing where it spins right out of WandaVision. What if this is like yeah. you can try to understand this movie if you haven't seen these things. But finally, it's kind of like a good fan payoff to be watching these these setup shows that lead into the movies. So now you can think about that with, like, say, the new Captain America movie that's coming out. What are we doing with like, um, well, I guess with Hawkeye, they're, they're making it smaller, but. I do love the narr- that the narration can carry from Disney Plus to the big screen. Yeah, I I loved it. You know, as a longtime Sam Raimi fan, mm-hmm. um, since I don't even know, as long as exactly. I remember, you know, it's just like Dark Man, <laughs> Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, you like all of it. Like, and you can see so much of it. And you can see, you know, the the pairing again with Elfman on, you oh. know, composing with Raimi, you feel that spider-man energy which is arguably one of the best soundtracks for a superhero of all time which is crazy when you have danny elfman doing batman and spider-man and those are just pitch perfect soundtracks so you know in the doctor strange you know that was the only thing i'll complain about the soundtrack is like you didn't hear any of the music from the first movie which is a shame because i really love that music that weird like middle eastern kind of sitar thing but regardless um the movie was great. It was dark. It was fun. It wasn't too funny. Rachel McAdams was wasted again. I just like I like Rachel McAdams, but I just don't like that character. She just doesn't do it for me. I it's better. It, I think it's better in this movie. Yeah. The way, the way they treat her. Um, yes. I just yeah, I, I agree with you. I just it. It's kind of like done now. I mean, well, it was like Natalie Portman's Jane. It was just like, was she a throwaway, you know, and she was for the longest time. And now it's a payoff. So, yeah, they're never going to do anything with 
Rachel McAdams. So really, no, it's like that's it. I hope she doesn't show up another one. Period. <laughs> Me either. But overall, uh, super super enjoyed it and. <laughs> Go see it if you haven't, which you yep. probably did because it's made a shit ton of money already. Um, which, really quick, I didn't realize that Spider-Man didn't go to China and it made over $800 million. Or no, sorry, it made over that. It made a billion. You know what I mean? Without even hitting China. I was like, holy cow. That movie probably would have made an extra $300 million or so. But that's... I love the fact that that happened because we do not have to have that... Oh. If China wants to choose what they want to put in their movies and 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 do not do the right thing, yeah. um, then and then we have to base our numbers on on the viewings there. I think yeah. that's really messed up. And I'm really glad that they that this happened. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you you don't take Statue of Liberty out of a Spider-Man movie. You don't change <laughs> you, New York City. You just don't you think do you it. are. Yeah. So uh, we got a trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. Um it's fine. I don't need to see anything more. The best part seeing Jane, and that's that's my opinion. This is the first fifteen minutes of the movie. I and that's all I oh, want yeah. to see. Yeah, that's it. I, you know what? Regardless, I want to see what he's gonna do. <clears throat> I don't want to see Gore until he's on the big screen. And yeah, I mean, it's just the same Taika shenanigans and whatnot with the guardians there and yeah and thor doing his crossfit shit so i i'm excited for this movie but i don't think it's gonna surpass what we just saw honestly no at I least agree. in our in our opinions of what we what we've enjoyed our entire lives right 100 percent. i do uh i do agree with that plus reading that jason aaron run yeah read the jason aaron. as i say at the end of every episode of this show Go read your comics. If you want to get up on Thor, please, please, please go <laughs> read the Jason Aaron run of Thor. It is awesome. Uh, John Watts, who directed these three Spider-Man movies, um, he exits Fantastic Four. I think he's just burnt out. You know, we were talking about it yesterday off show. Uh, just it's a lot of superheroes. And if he did Fantastic Four and it did well, which it probably would, He's got another, you know, he's almost automatically stuck doing another trilogy. And then you got two decades of your life where maybe he wants to do some other shit. So I absolutely agree. I think that putting a stamp on Spider-Man was as far as he needs to take this. If he wants to come back and do another Spider-Man trilogy sometime, fine. But I think there's a lot of possibilities out there for Fantastic Four, you know, other directors and whatnot. Would I have wanted to see a Watts Fantastic Four after all of this? Yeah. Probably, but you know, I, I also think that what we'll get is going to be pretty amazing. So I'm looking forward to whomever takes over. Exactly. All right, let's get into a bunch of Sony news, which is always Garbage. horrible. Uh, you know, we Except we this. got well, no, because across the Spider Verse got delayed an entire year. That so, sucks. But at least Spider Verse yeah, is good. <laughs> yeah. So. It was supposed to come out in October. Now it's moved back all the way to June of next year. It just makes me sad. I don't know what else to say other than I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, so much stuff got pushed. It's just I don't I don't really understand why. So not for us to understand, I guess. But I um, guess yeah, I mean, we're the ones buying the tickets. Speaking of 2023, <laughs> though, we are getting 
the Madam Web movie, which got moved up a release date. (laughs) So it's supposed to be coming in July of next year. You know, this is a thing where I don't care at At all. all. Really? Yeah. Like, at all. I do not care. So. It makes me care less after Venom 2 was complete shit. It makes me care less because I don't really care about Morbius and nobody seemed to even even want to say a nice thing about that movie. Right. uh, Horribly. So here you are faltering within your own movie verse that nobody wants to see. And then you want to do Madam Web, who nobody really cares about since the 90s cartoon show. Um, And then you have this next thing, which is just complete garbage. So I I don't understand what you're doing. I I would just say stop living off the royalties of Spider-Man and give it up already. Yeah. So also in the works, Venom 3. Um, Don't care. Also in the works, even worse, Al Muerto. Who? Yeah. Dude showed up in, I think, two comics, period, in all of Spider-Man's history. He's a newer character. Um, he's something literally nobody knew about and don't care about. So, you know, you could have easily done a new Doc Ock movie. You could have given me an Aunt May movie. I would have watched it before I even gave a shit about this. The love trials yeah you know what i mean it's like oh anyway what do you think same right yeah, I, have, I have nothing to add just give it up already yeah just stop it Evie. and then finally speaking of morbius comes out digitally in may uh, a month later it comes out for real release who cares it's getting pirated so <laughs> uh, all right let's go over Across the pond, uh, in news to no one, the Batman will be coming back. Pattinson's back. Zoe is back, as well as Matt Reeves behind the camera. Um, great news. Again, it made $800 million in a month. Literally yeah. one month that it was out in theaters. Maybe 45 days. And then yeah. it came over to HBO Max, and it got them a ton of subscribers. So that right there proves... Um, to me, and we'll talk about the movies a little bit more later on in the show, but like they realize now that this same day release thing, it ain't working because when you can do something like this, that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I heard somebody was complaining. Why is there no way home on, on, uh, Disney plus? Like, why don't I have it? Well, because you don't understand how things work. You could have saw it in theaters, and I understand there's still a pandemic, so I get your trepidation. But B, it's out to buy. You yeah. can buy it. And if you don't want to do it, then I guess you just have to wait. I'm sorry, but that's how life was back in the day. We had to wait for things. So, yeah, I'm sorry for everybody complaining that No Way Home isn't on Disney+, Plus, but like it shouldn't be. It needed to make its money. Plus, you don't understand how contracts work with Sony and stuff like that, that Sony will never allow it to be on Disney Plus right, right away anyways. But you're right. The the Batman release was one of the greatest things I've seen. It's what we've been talking about for a long time on this show. What is the right formula? The day one thing worked when nobody was going to theaters for one year. Right. They pushed that movie smartly. Regardless of like how long we had to wait for it, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's that movie... You have to watch it more than just on the big screen. You have to watch yeah. it more than just once because 
I didn't enjoy it the first time as much because the theater experience sucked. You bring that movie home, it's a great movie at home as well. Um, and just, you can see why why it was so successful. Yeah. Um, but not having to wait that long was amazing for me because I really wanted to see it again, but I didn't want to go see it in theaters again. So that that window is, I think, perfect, especially since people are like instantaneously spending money on it. One month is a perfect indicator of how much money it's, it's still in theaters. So you can go still, still go yeah. see it. But that's also like how long you're going to allow those ticket sales to go on for. Right. Yeah. Stupid. All right. Um, so Batgirl, as we just kind of were discussing, might be going to theaters. Um, this was weird. You know, we I think we've talked about it every talked about show. It, yeah. Like, OK, good. Put it on there. I don't really have much more to say about it. Just do it. <laughs> Give it a 30 day release window. Put it on HBO Max. You'll make yeah. something. <laughs> Yeah, why did you? Why are you having Michael Keaton in this movie if you're just going to put it on small screen? I mean, it's right. it was smart to start to really tie that universe together, but it never made any sense to me why you didn't want to try to make money on it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, this is something that has been a long time coming. We haven't seen a Green Lantern animated series in a long time, and we also haven't seen well, sorry, animated movie. We haven't seen John Stewart Green Lantern outside of a justice league something so this is cool this is uh green lantern beware my power and uh we'll get a little bit of uh john stewart backstory in a full movie here that's coming out in july yeah i mean i don't know why it's taking so long for the second green lantern to get some screen time on his own instead of being a, a backup character to the most boring green lantern there is uh, we just talked about this last episode where the Wonder Twins movie was getting made. <laughs> Already trashed. It's um, such a WB thing. It's a WB thing. Discovery and WB merged, and I think they're cleaning house the same way. You know what I mean? That like Disney did. What do you think? Why are you shaking your head? What are you doing? These are fucking morons, man. Well, you of had, course they you're are. already on a path to doing things that that fans were excited about and now it's like well we're gonna we're gonna reboot it again this sounds like the comics to me yeah. it sounds like marvel comics to me hey guess what we have a new number one coming out let's 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 do it it's all new right all new all come different. on <laughs> you put this stupid you put this stupid um reel out and then you change all your dates after that then you say then this right I mean, you have no consistency and then you wonder why everybody hates on you wake up yeah I, Where's your I, Superman movie? Uh, if they don't do this, we're not going. I can't go there. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Amanda Waller is getting her own spinoff. Um, this was interesting. Uh, you haven't seen the end of Peacemaker, so it's it makes it would make more sense at this point. I'm well, so I don't think it doesn't make sense. It wasn't like a out of the blue thing. No, it was more of a like. What what are you gonna do? Is it basically a Suicide Squad show now? You know, what well, I mean? she now you need to you still need to watch the end of Peacemaker right, because that's you. the thing is where the character ends up by the end of that show is interesting, yeah. and the events that happen at the end regarding Amanda Waller sets a whole new tone for what what she is in this world. So it gives me some hope for other properties maybe getting brought into this. Um, and what James Gunn wants to do with that side of things, because he had a good movie. He had an even better TV show that followed up as a direct sequel. Right. So for this to spin out of that, I like 
to see what James Gunn has a hold on this side of the DC universe. And I think that, like you said, it's, it's, it's intriguing to see where they go with it. Yeah, me too. Finish um, the show. Yeah, keep, I will, I will, I will. Uh, okay, so CW versus getting smaller once again. Batwoman and Legends have both been canceled. Um, doesn't surprise me, but at this point, the CW Arrowverse needs to just go away. Yeah, this is another thing with the Discovery merger, too, that you're right. seeing is like scraping off, you know, the 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 dangling things that aren't aren't doing as well anymore that nobody cares about that people complain about that it's not really up to par to where they are. Yeah, the CW birds worked for a while, but it's like people are tired of it. Uh, Legends yeah. should have gotten a proper send off for this many seasons, honestly, and it may. Um, it's one of those petitions out there. It's actually when you look at the percentage of it was a weird like percentage uh, ranking of of who wanted to, of all the shows that got canceled. Legends is like above and beyond all the other shows that people want this to be at least brought back for proper yeah. closure. And yeah. that's the one thing about just canceling things. Just give it a five five episode send off or give them the proper send off in a crossover. So who knows what they're going to do with it? Yeah. Maybe that will happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, you introduce Booster Gold at the end of the season. Um, which is a big thing that people have waiting for and makes sense. Uh, so Batwoman, whatever. Gotham Knights is on the <laughs> chopping block. They like oh, you're I'm casting. Sure. I'm you sure. had a series order, but it's already on the, the chopping block. So yeah, this is a mess. Um, but makes more sense when it comes to the CWers, yeah. especially if it's for sale, as as rumored. Yeah. So interesting. We'll see if any of those guys, like you said, get a proper send off. But uh, I would guess no. Uh, and then finally, we talked about Kite Man cartoon show, um, the spinoff of the Harley Quinn cartoon. The series got put to order. So that's going to HBO Max. Honestly, right now, where DC is, just lean into the adult content. Yep. Step away from the kids stuff because yep. you're getting that's where you're getting all your money. And that's what fans want. They want that boys. They want that that different than the Marvel humor. So exactly. Well, um, you just said there is important. Yeah, because that's the discussion that we always have. Yeah, is like how far does the MC really want to take things? That's where you compete now. Since Marvel's beat you to everything else, including your own multiverse, start putting out more adult content because that'll make a lot of people happy. I a hundred percent agree. So, Chris, what's going on in another galaxy far, far away? Uh, as we get closer to Obi Wan releasing on the twenty seventh. Uh, there's some news out there. Natalie Holt uh, will be the first female composer for Star Wars, which is pretty sweet. Um, why this has happened before, I'm not sure, but whatever. Awesome for her. I'm really looking forward to that, that whole soundtrack, especially since John Williams is doing the main theme, right? So, yeah, he's doing the theme. And, you know, she did um, she did Loki. Awesome. And Loki was the series that I did download the soundtrack for. Uh, mm -hmm. Out of all the out of all the Marvel shows, that music was just insane and like it's so weird. The opening music is super weird. I loved it, so I'm excited to see what show. she does. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what she does with with Obi Wan. Absolutely. Um, also, Ewan is open to more Obi Wan. I don't know what what where this series is going to leave it. Oh wait, I do because A New Hope you know, happens not too long after that. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> where could they take this? Where could they? Um, 
I I don't know where they're gonna take us with this. I'm, I I refuse to watch that last trailer. I'm done with trailers because Doc Strange is a good example of too much in a trailer, uh, and this is just way too much spoiled. And then Book of Boba Fett's a good example of where your mind goes when you watch a trailer and your expectations. So yeah. I'm gonna watch this show. I'm gonna be happy with it because this is something where do we need it? This is something we needed. Honestly, this is this is the number one request for me out of everything that when they wanted to do the original movies for these Star Wars stories, but then they got, you know, shut down after Solo. We got the Bubba Fett that they wanted to do. We got Obi-Wan. And like you said, when are we going to stop doing this? Yeah. I don't know, man. But I'm excited Obi-Wan to see good. it. Yeah, yeah, Obi-Wan should be good. Could always also rate it 9 plus. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't really, you know... What does that People, mean anymore? It, I don't know. <laughs> Kate, I you can't watch this. Please go in the other room. Yeah, like, does it mean that, like, someone's head doesn't get chopped off, I guess? That's pretty much it. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andor uh, is going from five to three seasons. Great. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't care without seeing one. I mean, they could get canceled right? after the, you know, who knows? Where's the first season? That's my next question. Where's the trailer? I mean, what? actually, we'll get the trailer in a yeah, couple we weeks at Celebration. There's no way they won't, but yeah. <laughs> Amy Henning is back. Uh, if you remember, she worked. She was one of the ma- main people who brought us Uncharted. Uh, this, this is important because they were working on this game previously, and it got shut down completely uh, out of fear that uh, a lot of people making the game were like, I don't want to play in the sandbox. I'm too worried about the fans say. Whatever. Um, it looks like there's work on this game being done again, which is exciting because we need more cool Star Wars games. Yeah. Another thing that's been lacking in the space, you know what I mean? You get these Battlefront games, which, you know, are decent. You get Fallen Order, which is great. But this is a mega company. Like, keep pumping things out and don't just have it stuck with EA. So, you know, with the idea that we're probably never going to see that other... What was that other thing that's coming out? Oh, the the High Republic game? Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there's been positive news about that, though, um, where that company was acquired by a bigger company, and now it seems like they're going to be putting more work into it. But right. you don't, I don't announce things six years before it's going to come out, because right. that a new Repu- High Republic game should have been out already, to go along with the publishing. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. When you when when in the mid '90s you did Shadows of the Empire with all this different stuff. Yeah, it didn't have a cartoon or a movie, but it had everything else. That's why, to me, the High Republic is a small failure, because you got people who want who want more, but when you want more and it's only big novels and you don't want to read them, yeah, then you're not really delivering to all the fan base. So, couldn't agree more at all. You're a fan of manga. You just finished Attack on Titan. Um, but both Star Wars Visions and The Mandalorian will be getting their own manga adaptations. Um, and they will actually debut in Square Enix's big gun gun uh, magazine. Oh, okay. You know, the thing with this is like, it's just an adaptation. So yep. like, it doesn't, that's fine. I'd rather just watch these things. <laughs> yeah. Like, give us some new stuff. Um, or if you're going to do visions, do other stories. Yes. Um, that could actually become a cartoon at some exactly. point. Exactly. 
you know, I, I, it's the same thing. Like, why are you adapting the Mandalorian to a comic book? Why are you doing the main story when you could do a tale about the Mandalorian? Exactly. It's just like all this rehashing stuff. There's tons of stuff before we even meet him. Exactly. Like, just tell me something else. Exactly. Before he's like, he, he becomes a softy over that little. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, something I've been really excited about is these rumors of Tales of the Jedi uh, being an animated anthology series. They do have uh, Star Wars. Disney does have a, an upcoming one that they've not really announced what it is yet. Could it be vision season two? Maybe could it be this? I hope so. And the, like the old Republic tells the Jedi has been thrown around a lot lately. So I'm hoping that we do get something where it's not a solid story, but it's these tales as they should be of Jedi from that, from that period. Yeah, this is um, going to be a panel. Amy Ratcliffe will be hosting with special guest, David Filoni. So we'll learn more at the celebration, but I think this will be just like what you said, non-canonical just different tales of these Jedi from all different time periods. And this is the kind of stuff that, you know, we've been begging for. Exactly. It doesn't have to be a Skywalker. Just show me some cool shit. And something I've been begging for is for Charles Soule to get more recognition for what he's doing for Star Wars. I think going back and watching what he has done to put the High Republic together is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole initiative and storytelling thing is is one thing versus my personal opinion on it. What they did is is pretty impressive with the across all the books and also what he's doing within the comics, um, you know, in the Empire, in the Empire times with with his his main his trilogy with World of Body Hunters and Crimson Rain and and um, the Hidden Empire. So you have this guy puppeteering all of this great stuff, this great storytelling over Star Wars. And I always like give Charles Soule more work and they will um, because he's going to be taking a more prominent role at Lucasfilm. It's going to be interesting because creative consultant for Lucasfilm, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Is he taking over for movies as well? Is it just publishing? You know, I don't know hopefully, what it means. Hopefully it just replaces Pablo Hidalgo. So, right. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. I mean, so, something, something yeah. where <clears throat> you're doing better things than have been done for the last 10 years. Filoni, mm-hmm. Soul, get these people together. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited. But yeah, that's a that's a good point to take a commercial break and we'll be back with more Tally Talk. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back, and so let's get some comics and books. First up, I'm always a fan of any Motu art book uh, that that Dark Horse puts out. So there's a new one. Uh, It's on its way. It's going to be based on the Netflix animated series He-Man and the Masters Universe. So if you're a if you're a fan of that new that new kids show, uh, which I know you are, I'm, I love that it's it's really getting traction in in the geek world. That it's been renewed for a new season, and that it's it's bringing us a new you know fan base of of Motu for the next generations. That's what the point of all this was. 
I want to see Mochu continue because if it doesn't do it in the 40th anniversary, that's basically it. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, no, I uh, Dark Horse does a great job with their art books. I really like this show. I really love the animation. This is something that is getting added to my Amazon wish list. So this this next thing is a is a weird crossover of of <laughs> I guess properties from our childhood. Both both which are getting more popular these days um, because you've seen the Mad Balls out there. You've seen different companies doing them, making their own types and stuff like that. Also, Garbage Pail Kids are back in the in the zeitgeist. So why not do a crossover, right, Dynamite? <laughs> exactly. Um, this was just weird. Came out of the blue. I like both these franchises. You know, back when I was a kid, I had the trading cards for Garbage Pail Kids and I had Mad Balls. So this is just one of those kind of niche things where it's like, you know what? I think I might take a look at this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so it's going to be written by Shally Fish, also uh, with art by Jason Crosby, who's been doing uh, art for the Garbage Pail Kids for the Tops trading cards. So, hey. This this is cool. This is gonna hit up on the nostalgia. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Death Dealer, I will be getting its own uh, comic finally. Uh, the Frank Frazetta character. I don't. It's funny because I don't know if he's ever gotten his own. Okay, I'm sorry. He had his own very first self debut album cover on a Mally Hatchet. <laughs> um, but I don't think this character has ever gotten his own adaptation. So this is this is exciting if you if you love that dark world. Yeah, I was shocked. To, I was like, oh, I, I assumed he was like in a heavy metal or something. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this is um, this is interesting and uh, worth checking out, in my opinion. I always love the art, at least. Next up, we have uh, Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes, who is getting his own movie, uh, which I'm very excited for, is finally coming back to. Uh, the comic book pages, they've been doing like this round robin voting thing to see what comics would get, you know, and um, published or whatever. I love it when they do that to let the fans vote. Uh, and this is one of the winners. And so we'll be getting um, we'll be getting a one shot coming this year called Blue Beetle Graduation Day. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, absolutely. Like Predator One is finally coming to stands. We talked about this uh, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, last year. Right? It makes more sense now uh, with the new Predator movie coming to Hulu, I believe, yeah. um, which I'm really excited for since they're taking it back in time. This series by Ed Brisson and Kev Walker has been put on hold for the longest time, but finally this July we'll be seeing the number one issue. Uh, and there's a lot of cool variants out there uh, with your favorite Marvel heroes uh, so check those out. Yeah, this is, um, you know, just as excited as I was last year <laughs> as I am now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Philip, Philip K. Johnson, Kennedy Johnson. Yeah. His, his alien series has, has gotten a lot of attention and yeah. it's solid. And I'm really, I'm really excited to see what, uh, person brings to the predator books. We have a new, a new, uh, series called book of shadows from Valiant. Uh, diving into the darker side of our of our favorite uh, universe here, featuring um, Eternal Warrior, Punk Mambo, and of course, um, Doctor Shadow, Shadow Man. Well, and Shadow Man. Yeah. Oh, and Doctor Mirage. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I believe, 
this is a crossover event within the Valiant universe, which um, we haven't had a team up since Unity. So this is a supernatural team up with all these characters having to fight something. So um, I just pre-ordered it. You know, I've been a fan of this character forever, you know, since the 90s. And uh, I like this dark. It's almost like they're Justice League dark. Honestly, that's what it is. It's their Justice League dark. Uh, top of the show, we mentioned the passing of George Perez. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff in the works to tribute his work. Uh, DC will be celebrating his 68th birthday, which he didn't make it to, unfortunately, um, with a two-page artwork spread that will be published in every issue released that month. So I'm sure we'll see more than just this at this, you know, at at this juncture because of his passing. And I hope that they just they really do celebrate his life and his contributions to comics. Yeah, I love this. This um, features all the characters that he's had a he's had a hand in, but done by different artists. So mm-hmm. you'll get people like Adam Gorham, you'll get Alex Ross, you'll get Todd McFarlane. Like so many different artists are contributing uh, their uh, their versions of the characters that uh, George Perez worked on. So it's a beautiful, beautiful tribute. Last up in comic news, all of these great creators are going to their own indie imprint including frank miller uh so he'll be launching his own independent publishing company and we have new sin city and ronin comics on the way so this is pretty exciting from you know such a prolific creator yeah it's uh you know teaming up with dan didio who used to be head of uh dc until 2020 and basically this is what they've been doing since then. So very curious as to uh, what, how this is going to look and what these comics are going to turn out like. You're an indie guy. What do you, you've seen this trend more and more over the last, you know, couple of years. Basically, if you don't have an exclusive contract with Marvel or DC, you're able to do whatever you want. And, a lot of these indie people are making way more money doing direct to consumers, either through Substack or direct to uh, local comic book stores, kind of like the bad idea idea. And I think it's paying off a lot more than being stuck in these like contracts where they can't really wiggle at all and they can't do anything creative because they have to work with an IP. So, you know, Frank Miller, who's been in IP forever, uh, doing his own original stuff is going to be cool. I, I'm excited for it. Me too. Me too. So let's jump over to Crowd Sorcery. Yeah. First up, we have Mystery Incorporated. Uh, this is a Scooby Doo live action show, similar in the vein of like Riverdale. Um, they did a first season. It's absolutely or, Riverdale. Versus, absolutely Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> they did a first episode, sorry, um, that's out it's for free. You can check it out on YouTube. And now they're crowdfunding uh, episode two, which already has hit its goal. It was looking for 15 grants at 38 grand. So apparently there's enough of a, um, a want for this and we'll leave the link in it so if you're a scooby-doo fan go help see this project come to life and then uh the second thing is the blade runner role-playing game chris has backed it casey has backed it it is um, actually i didn't back it because you did so i have to decide if i'm going to but it's from free league publishing uh they did the alien role-playing game um i'll just share yeah did they do dune i can't remember but anyway i know they did into the breach like they've done a lot of other 
uh, role-playing games, and they're always supposedly very good. And if you're a cyberpunk fan, Blade Runner is peak cyberpunk. So, yeah. It is the OG cyberpunk, in my opinion. Um, and that's, you know, it's it's funny because why has it taken this long? Um, For a game I, of this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'm glad that it has because now within this whole, everybody's putting on a, a TTRPG about something, something within the pop culture zeitgeist. And this is something that really deserves it. I'm excited because it hit goal within like three minutes. It's yeah. made over a million dollars. And we look at the stretch goals. They're, they're really awesome stretch goals. Uh, and they've unlocked so many of them. So I went in at the $90 tier so that I could get the the book and I could get the the kit, you know, that it comes with all that cool stuff. Um, and then plus all that. So for under 100 bucks, which is way less than I paid for the Tiny Tina's one, probably like 30 bucks less. That's that's pretty awesome because it's is... one of my favorite properties ever. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so let's go over to TV news. Twisted Metal has found its director for many of its episodes. Uh, Kitao Sakurai. Um, he has worked on the movie Bad Trip. He's worked on other episodes of the Eric Andre show and Dave. And he will be helming the Anthony Mackie-led TV series based off of the video game. I'm ready. The The plot sounds amazing. Yeah, that's it. Um, we talked about this a couple episodes ago and can't wait to see how wacky this show... The fact that it's even getting made is just ridiculous. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm in. Uh, Netflix, It this news affects a lot of everything. So, Netflix lost... A lot of money, a lot of shares um, over the past couple weeks, uh, subscribers. So their stock went down completely and they're just kind of scrambling to figure out what they want to stick with and what they don't. They said they're going to try to do originals, but cut down on the amount that they're spending on. And one aspect of that is cutting out a lot of animated uh, series. So which is weird Stupid. because it seems like the most cost effective way but maybe they don't make as much money so first thing on the chopping block was bone uh you know that that long time comic book series was supposed to get adapted to animated form it'd been in the works for a very long time and it got chopped i would not be surprised if we see that show up on a different streaming service i mean who's asking for that to begin with honestly um, i don't know i don't it's just you're it's right like this I, should I have, know. you know what i mean right. i don't I see why they cut it because there's no like nobody's asking for bone. But at the right. same time, what I don't understand is like why your your knee jerk knee jerk reaction is to just start cutting things. I understand it's a a money thing, but you know what's going to happen when we head into a recession and people don't have money is they're going to cut out the highest thing that they're paying for, which is a twenty dollar subscription to your streaming service. Now, the idea to be adding commercials and stuff to Netflix, which other streaming services do, and you have that lower tier, it seems to be working for things like HBO Max and and so forth to get people into a cheaper tier to get that money. Like, you're going to react to the fact that every company is losing shares, is losing money because the stock market's going down. But your reaction is to get rid of content, especially popular content. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I like you said, it's a knee jerk reaction. 
you know, we've talked about it throughout the years uh, and don't forget a towel.com and articles as well as on this podcast where Netflix vision has always been short-sighted. They don't really seem to have a clear view of the future. And this is just another example and we'll talk about some other stuff, but yeah, they just, you know, the fact that they don't merchandise, you know what I mean? Like you could be recouping millions and millions of dollars just off of making plushies from the dragon prince, you know, and, and like they just don't do anything. So uh, this is dumb, <laughs> but they're going to keep making dumb decisions. And from what I understood from CinemaCon, uh, the big streamers like HBO and Peacock and Paramount are now kind of all like, well, fuck you, Netflix. You screwed us over for years, and now you're going to see what it's like to battle against actual movie studios. And right, right now, they're losing. <laughs> so you want to put the Batman up against Red Notice? Right. No contest. Exactly. Dune against, I don't know, Bad Trip, this Eric Andre movie, which was funny. But, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's just not going to happen. So uh, we'll see what they decide to change. But um, let's move on. Uh, we've got a Drew, ugh, Dune prequel set for HBO Max 10,000 years prior to the movie. This is called Dune the Sisterhood, um, which I'm assuming is all about the Bene Gesserit, uh, which will be awesome <laughs> because uh, one of the Haunting of Bly Manor uh, writers will serve as the showrunner. So I think that's pretty great. It's also um, important to realize or recognize that Villeneuve has stepped away from the project because um, he was going to direct that first pilot, uh, but is now instead putting all of his energies into the Dune sequel. Uh, I'm sure you'll stay on as like a showrunner producer, of course, but we yeah. have Johan Rennick from Chernobyl uh, who will be directing the first two episodes. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, you know, that franchise is many books deep. Yes. Don't know how far Villeneuve wants to go, but in order to hit an October 2023 release date, which I still don't think is possible, he really does have to buckle down and keep directing. So makes sense to me. Um, all right. And then we have Mystery Incorporated. I already mentioned it earlier. You can go. We'll just leave the link in. You can watch the episode that's on there. Uh, Iron Chef is getting rebooted. <laughs> I always watch the show. Yeah. It's coming to Netflix. You know, uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's coming to Netflix now. <laughs> Iron Chef Quest for an Iron Legend. Um, that's going to be coming. Mark Dacascos is back, and um, that's it. You know, I'm I'm excited. Alton Brown will be back as a commentator uh, and the host, and yeah, I I'm ready for it. Are you sure it's not on the cutting board? <laughs> I don't know. No, because they shot it, and it's coming out June 15th. There's already a trailer, so that's it. You don't no, like my culinary jokes? Okay. I do like them, but that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. And then finally in Netflix, season five, Cobra Kai. Finally. We've got the date uh, announced coming September 9th. We've got a little bit of a teaser for you as well. And that's it. Love Cobra Kai. Cannot wait. Me too. That's it. Let's go over movie news. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is coming August 5th. This is an animated movie. Um, that's it. We knew more Turtles content was coming. We told you we're getting some dates. Is this show still even on? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't yeah. know. 
Weird. I think they're doing a new show, new movies. You know what I mean? I think they're doing the whole thing. So they are. We actually yeah. we just recorded a TMNT episode for Listen Up Casuals as well, which will be hitting on season two. We didn't really talk about this show though. It was it's funny. I've heard good things about this, but I also thought it was over. So for to get a movie is interesting to me when they have so much other stuff out there in the works. I, Maybe it's like a cap of the series, you know. Maybe so you don't watch it. Maybe it's like a TV movie sort of thing. Smart. So, uh, Streets of Rage, the Genesis video game, is getting its own animated movie, um, which is fine. Which you know, like, I don't really know what to say because I don't know how that's gonna look. Uh, and I also hopefully sorry, John I, Wick. Right. Right. So. Yeah, John Wick creator Derek Kolstad is writing the script. It's, I apologize, I think it's a live action movie. Yes, so it is. So that's different. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Hopefully it looks like uh, Streets of Fury or Kung Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's neat because, uh, what is it, Streets of Rage 4 is the more recent release yeah. of the game, which was super popular. Uh, yeah. People really liked it a lot. Um, Shredder's Revenge is kind of, based upon the popularity of that. So these side-scrolling beat-em-up games have always been popular since we were kids. And I'm, and I'm excited for something like this, but like you said, what does this look like? What, How do you get this into to people to care about it if, if, like, say, it's only our generation growing up? Right. So it'll be interesting. I, you know, we'll keep you... Yeah, right? We'll keep you posted. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, we finally got the full title of the movie that's coming starring Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. It's called Honor Among Thieves, directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who did Game Night and they wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this. It's got to be better than the, the 90s movie, 2000s movie, whatever that is. The Jeremy Irons movie. Yeah. And it's Probably. spinoffs and, and Marlon Wayne. So, yeah, I, I can <laughs> imagine it has to be. Um, yeah. OK, so Bright 2 canceled. <laughs> That's yeah. following the Netflix thing. Also, the Will Smith controversy. It's done. It got canceled. Exactly. I told you that dude would lose work. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, sure. But at the same time, it's like, how long is it going to take this movie yeah, it came out like four or five years ago at this point. So exactly, and nobody cared, and nobody cared. So we'll see. Um, Lionsgate is working to relaunch the Blair Witch Project franchise. You know, they just tried doing that not even that long ago. That you was a direct. I mean? That was a sequel, though, right? That still existed within the same world as the movies we've seen already. Yeah, that was a 2016. Adam Wingard did one. Yeah. Um, I never watched it. I heard it wasn't that great. So, but apparently they want to go. Here's the thing. Horror movies, you can do things for little money and big payoff. So, sure. And it's a franchise that people are already familiar with. I guess I understand why they want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Found footage is still fun. Yeah, there you go. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Speaking what of found footage. Speaking of found footage, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel is in the works. Um, you know, did you watch it? Oh, yeah. I've, okay. I, I love that movie. Okay. Yeah, that movie is fantastic. 
the after credit sequence. <laughs> right, I know. I'm just making sure. After no, it's credit, fine. I didn't see kinda... it in theaters, which I regret. But... Right. Very fun. Um, yeah, they they alluded to a sequel. We're getting a sequel. <laughs> That's it. Good. Yep. So very, very happy to see uh, what that's going to turn out like. Uh, Hot Wheels is coming from J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot. He's producing it. This is going to be a Warner Brothers thing. Okay. Like, is it Fast and the Furious? Right. Is it a animated movie? You know, is John Chu directing it? Who did, you know, who left Fantastic or uh, Fast and Furious? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or Justin Lin? Like, who's directing this movie? I don't know. I don't know what it's about. Is it Cars? I don't know. I mean, this is, we're making a Barbie movie. You're making a Hot Wheels movie. I mean, yeah. this is, this is, the toys are very popular these days. Um I don't know what else to say besides I feel like they're going to rip off our idea for one issue of Pursuit of Plastic. So, right. So I, that's really it, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll see what, uh, what does this look like? <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, Avatar did get a trailer. Um, right now it's only in front of Dr. Strange two, which I thought was very smart marketing on their part. Uh, but the way of the water or the way of water is the name of the movie. And if you did see it, uh, the trailer looks just effing fantastic. And I was like, see, people, this is why <laughs> I saw it in 3D and I saw it in regular. Um, it was pretty awesome in 3D and it was much less awesome and not 3D um, because I'm ready. I've been ready for a decade. Uh there's only one way to see avatar movies and that's an IMAX 3d. So remember that. <laughs> yep. When this movie yep. hits, cause it, it changed the way we looked at 3d movies and movies to begin with. And that's what it is. It's about theater experience, not about what you feel about watching it on a 55 inch screen with, you know, on DVD or whatever. So, and that's just it. You know what I mean? Like most of the people who complain about avatar probably watched it in their house and it's not the same effect. And that's just, the way it is so you know you have to see these kind of things in the theater and it's gonna blow everyone's asses away i think um we got a prequel announcement to quiet place it's called the quiet place day one they're just expanding this universe yeah. literally a universe of a quiet place who would have thought but they're making money again they don't cost that much money it's a new original idea which i'm way more in uh support of than all of these remakes and reboots so Hey, sweet. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's just nice to see, like you said, see a little this little franchise grow. Um, you know, there's been hints at a video game and things like that. So continue, please. I, I enjoy that world and I, I and I'd love to see more. Exactly. Uh Mission Possible, the new movie is called Dead Reckoning Part One which makes me believe that maybe they shot two movies back to back, you know, during the pandemic, he's been working on it since 2020, Tom Cruise. Uh, it doesn't come out until next year. So, you know, maybe we're getting them 2023, 2024 back to back yeah. mission possible movies, which Haley Atwell's in it. That's pretty much all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, this is exactly how they should probably do it. Is this, when are we done with Ethan Hunt? Is this, are they kind of capped this character at some point? 
And I don't mean with like a, a gun. I mean, Captain story. Right. I think they want to do the Fast and Furious. Maybe they go to 10 and be done. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, sure. <laughs> we'll see what's going on with that. And then okay. finally, uh, John Woo's uh, movie, The Killer, is getting remade by John Woo. <laughs> so it's uh, it's coming to Peacock. It's I think. I don't know. It's a Hong Kong action thriller with Chow Young Fat. I love the original movie. Um, it's very well made and well shot. And, you know, you can see a lot of influences in American culture after that movie came out. I'm curious as to, you know, do they use Americans in this one? Is it a complete reboot? I don't know. Is it a requel, as they like to say? I don't know. But I'm going to watch it because I like John Woo as a director and I like that movie a lot. Me too. And I my vote is a requel. Yeah, me too. That would be great. Bring Chai Young Fat. But in the meantime, let's go to a commercial break. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about bigfoot in one episode it's a lot of fun so come join me at the campfire chats a dfat entertainment podcast hosted on spotify and other fine places you find podcast we are back and let's talk video games and more of course because we talk tabletop uh first up the avengers game apparently still exists uh they must <laughs> they must have done designs and whatnot so they have to put this stuff out but i'm pretty sure nobody cares at this point i i did enjoy that game but I don't even have it on my console anymore because what's the point? Um, they're bringing in Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor, of course, to coincide with the upcoming Thor movie. Okay. You know, they skinned it. Fine. Yeah. Good. Makes sense. Exactly. It's like She-Hulk. Same thing when that show drops. We'll have that character. I just don't know when they're going to cap it, you know, and, and move on from their failure. Um Next up, Shredder's Revenge will drop this summer. Uh, very excited for that after all of the uh, hands-on that, that people had uh, and their positive reviews for this this rebirth of the side-scrolling beat-em-up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Um, I'm I'm really excited for this. Almost excited for the Kalbunga collection, but <laughs> yeah. a new game with new controls and new characters to play as. It's It's, it's cool. Yep. And I'm glad finally, like, because they were cagey at PAX as far as the release date of this. So I'm glad that we're actually getting, hey, it's coming out this summer. Yes. Do you have a date? No. But you get, it's coming this summer. <laughs> yeah. During the three-month period. It's in here. <laughs> um, next up, I am not a big fan of meta at all. Um, so I'm always kind of like, please put these kind of games on PlayStation VR as well. Uh, but Ghostbusters is getting a VR game. This looks way better than the whatever those games like Friday the 13th and Predator Hunting Grounds and stuff like that are. This is what I want. I want to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, I've always wanted to be one. So, <laughs> yeah, this is um, I don't know what to say. It, it sounds cool. You know what? I played a version something like this at the uh what do they call that thing they had those vr exclusives in new york city and san francisco yeah you know what i mean so it's yep. it's like that right yep okay cool 
Yeah, I mean, it's it is going to be coming out for the Meta Quest, right? So it's right. four player co op, which is fun. But like those those VR places are even those more are, amazing. Yeah, they're next yeah. level. Yeah, and I'm hoping we get to that at some point where we can just be in the Oasis at home. That's and I don't have to drive anywhere. Uh, next up, Tales from the Borderlands Two. If it's not being done by TT, I don't really care. Um, why is Gearbox taking this on their own? Again, you have Telltale coming back. They're back. And you're taking on a sequel on your own. I don't know. I don't know about it. Hmm. That's uh, very interesting. How do you are you? This one's an in-house by Gearbox. I guess we'll have to see what the writing's like, because that's one of the things about tall tale telltale that is so good is that they're writing and even though we're big borderlands fan it was a little bit more grounded in the mix of its insanity which i enjoyed so uh i don't know what to say i i, I don't like that news as much as a telltale release right I, it just doesn't make sense to me i wish mm-hmm. there was definitely a collaboration there but we will see we will see uh next up WizKids has announced Dungeons and Dragons Onslaught. Uh, this was rumored for a while. Uh, this will be a tactical skirmish game that will pit party of heroes against rival adventurers and monsters, of course. Um, yeah, this is another tabletop uh, D&D thing coming that will just expand the franchise. More miniatures, $139, <laughs> and it's coming out on Halloween. Ooh. Yep. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I, that's a good price point, honestly. If you're gonna do for miniatures. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're doing miniatures, yeah, for exactly. Sure. Um, this is something I, I I throw in here because I'm a big JRPG fan. Uh, but Chained Echoes mel- melds magic and mechs, which reminds me of fa- Final Fantasy VI. Um, this has been coming out quarter four of this year across Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, I don't mind you know, where they've moved games and RPGs, but I love a classic JRPG style game. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, Bravely Default was very good um, for the Switch. Uh, This is even more of a pixel version. Uh, This looks great. I did not watch this trailer, and now I want to play this game. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Wow. We were just talking about Square Enix <laughs> and their failure with Avengers. Here's another example of a game you didn't Ugh. roll out properly. I yeah. played the demo with this. It, I liked it. It did not make me want to buy Outriders at that point. It was on sale recently for like 10 or 15 bucks, which I was like, oh, I should have bought it at that point because I wanted to play it more and give it a chance, especially now that there's going to be this um, expansion called World Slayer uh, with more with more campaign and end game. And a whole lot more guns, apparently, as they're saying. My issue is, it's like, why do you put your end game in DLCs? Yeah, I, I don't know. I this, like I said the other day, this is going to be a free-to-play game. It's going to feature microtransactions where you can get guns and skins and everything else. That's the model that they're going to go with because it didn't work for whatever the heck it is that they were doing with this. And I'm, I, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. It just felt like a game that should have came out a decade ago. Correct. In some re- in some regards, it was just strange to me the way it was set up. Um, was it fun? Yeah, to a certain extent. Yes. Yeah. Where was I going to spend sixty bucks on it? No. No. <laughs> no, it was not. 
Uh, next up, Diablo Immortal. Uh, this is launching on Android, um, iOS, and PC this June. Uh, well, we wait for, what, Diablo 4? Uh, this is yeah. a nice little injection here. If you don't mind a mobile game, which, honestly, at this point, it's like, I'll give this a try because it will be free, you know? Yep. And it looks cool. I mean, it has all the Diablo mechanics and whatnot. I'll put it on my PS4 controller with my my little phone holder and, and see how it does. I'm into it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love Diablo, so I would absolutely be into checking it out. You and I can play this game together? I think so. Sweet. That'd yeah, be we'll ideal. To, right? We'll have to try that. We'll have to try that. Yeah. Um, next up, Call of Duty uh, Warzone uh, is going to have a Operation Monarch DLC, which, honestly, I've never played Call of Duty and this may be where I begin because I do love the Godzilla and King Kong world. Uh, and I'd like to see how they actually handle this. This might be a really cool game. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, I don't care about these Battle Royale games. I'm not a fan of that. Um, but what does Godzilla do? You know, I see right now, like, a lot of it is just, like, you can get a face mask that looks like godzilla and your weapons are like breath of godzilla and stuff like that so i don't know if you're actually fighting godzilla or if it's just like godzilla skins put on top of things to be honest with you or maybe you call godzilla i don't know right (laughs) now that you mentioned it it sounds like complete garbage and so i forgot it was that battle royale game version of call of duty no it's fine don't apologize you didn't make it um so this this is a game that should be (laughs) Made by made by Call of Duty, Activision, or whatever, as a real game where you actually go and fight Godzilla, where you're parachuting out of a helicopter and you're landing on the kaiju or whatever the hell you need to do. This needs to be a full game that I pay sixty bucks for and enjoy the hell out of. That'd be my dream. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of this nightmare. Um. Anyways, last. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. I don't know what this is. What is I'll, this? I'll tell you what it is. So Dude. this looks pretty cool um a little bit like the sims in a way uh but you can go into disney and pixar franchises it's a game loft which they make good games um it's also coming for everything in 2023 playstations xbox nintendo switches and stuff like that but basically you're a character that will go not like kingdom hearts it's a little bit more of a simulation where you'll go and interact with all of the disney worlds so it looked pretty cool in my opinion that sounds pretty awesome yeah so you're doing these it's free to play and you know we'll see what that means but the rest looks good and then this last thing another free to play game um from blizzard uh, we got warcraft arc light rumble uh, this is going to be coming, you know, mobile, and this is a free-to-play action strategy game, as I said. Um, sure. I mean, what is what does this look like? This is is this going to be a mix of the old Warcraft game with, you know, looks like we've got seventy missions, head-to-head PvP battles, uh, etc. I'm hoping that this, you know, this is actually a lot of fun because I haven't really played an old Warcraft world in a long, long time. Yeah, I told you the other day. I just saw that blizzard offers free downloads of their old games so i just re-downloaded warcraft 3 um 
because I never played World of Warcraft because I just I was afraid I'd get addicted and I still am. So I, <laughs> I'm not going to play it. But this looks like a little mix of World of Warcraft meets their old style. I'm not quite sure what the it's a strategy game. So and you can do single player campaign over 70 missions. Again, though, it's going to be one of those wait an hour, then you can play some more. Right. Get some gems. Get some gems. Yeah. So I'll try it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't mind these these mobile games as long as they're done right and they reward you for being a longtime player and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I, I did play World of Warcraft. I'm not an MMO fan, so I never really cared enough to continue. I do miss old RTS, you know, and I think RTS is coming back in a big way. And hopefully this does deliver on both fronts. I agree. All right. What time is it? It is time for the pursuit of plastic. All right. Toy hunters and action figure enthusiasts. This is the pursuit of plastic. First up, Lego is delivering on its promise to give us so many sets that we can't even afford most of them. Uh, 2022 is the year of the brick, apparently, but we have some big things that were announced, including the Atari uh, in light of also the, you know, the, the, the NES classic system that they did, which was a really neat set. They'll be doing an Atari one, uh, Ultimate Collector Series, Land Speeder from Star Wars, and Lego Ideas Viking set, which has been on the approval list for so long and finally it's getting made into its own awesome set which i'm excited for yeah i'm most excited about the viking set because Mm -hmm. it's a three in one exactly just looks fun um it reminds me of the old sets that i had when i was a kid i i want it you know i love the land speeder that vehicle doesn't have as much of an attachment to me as some of the other star wars vehicles do so i was like "Eh, i don't think i need it uh, the Atari, again, it's cool. It's not Nintendo cool, so I didn't buy it, but um, that that Viking set is, is where it's at for me. Absolutely. I mean, if you can afford all to buy three of them. You know, yeah, I know. Cool Vikings, That's what I was thinking. You know? <laughs> it's yeah, like, I oh, said it to hmm. Jake, and he was like, oh, man, I need three of them. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> uh, next up from NECA, you shared the ultimate griff with me the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, what a neat figure. <laughs> I heard you pre-ordered that already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instantly. That's one of my favorite things in all of um, uh, Back to the Future is Griff. So I that was an instant buy for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, in their line of, of monsters slash TMT, uh, this is a really neat throwback to the original TMT monster figures. But the latest one that they announced was April O'Neil. Uh, is Bride of Frankenstein. This is going to be based on the Judith uh, Hogue um, likeness, which they just got for the April Neal figure for the movie, and they're going to be using it for this figure as well. Yeah, this was really smart um, that they got her. And I think there's even like a, a, a super deluxe version of it as well. So I thought that that was really neat. Um, you know, for you again, for you Turtles fans, NECA's operating on all cylinders. Absolutely. Uh, and then also adding to the Universal Monsters line, the next up is the Invisible Man. Uh, these are all great. They have been doing both color and black and white versions, so I am waiting for that to go up for pre-order. That is a fact. 
Yup. <laughs> uh, next up in Hasbro news, after Thor Love and Thunder trailer dropped, we've got an onslaught of collectibles. So Pops, Marvel Legends, Lego, you name it. Of course, Disney is is laying down the hammer, as, as I should say, uh, of the collectibles for this upcoming movie. Yeah, I mean, duh. <laughs> like, they always have to. It's always going to go crazy as far as, you know, for the new movie. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a as a fan of these characters, I have been ordering, you know, Marvel Legend here and there. And this this one got me to buy that Jane Vosser Thor. Yeah, that's I it. Wanted. Right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's like I bought America Chavez from Doctor Strange. It's like yep. these characters that we were never going to see until. No. Until, Until a movie this. came out. Exactly. Yeah. What an amazing yep. thing. Lots of awesome female characters. Um, Jigsaw, Punisher villain, is getting his, uh, an updated version of him for Marvel Legends. This is going to be uh, Walgreens exclusive, as Walgreens has also always had a good partnership with Hasbro. And so you can find this. Um, there's no release date yet. He does look pretty sweet. I don't think we've gotten a Jigsaw figure since the toy biz two packs that they did with villains and yep. and heroes yep. and that was a long time ago long our childhood you know uh so yeah i didn't see this until you just posted this today or or i saw it today and it's got some cool things like smoke coming out of the shotgun you know what i mean and bullets coming out of things so i was just like whoa they really stepped it up um as far as accessories go and 20 five bucks like yup <laughs> yeah we've i think we've been really big critics of hasbro for a very long time rightfully long. so yeah but now they're finally doing everything right i feel like extra hands these accessories like they know what the collector wants they also know the collector doesn't want to pay 80 dollars and wait 10 years for a figure that's it yep. so thank you hasbro for finally doing what's right and listening to the fan couldn't agree more uh, next up, I'm really excited for this Buzz Lightyear movie. Very excited. I think it looks great. Um, and I love that they're doing an actual, <laughs> the actual story of Buzz Lightyear. Uh, after him being featured as a toy in Toy Story for so long, who is Buzz Lightyear? Well, we'll find out soon. But this figure arts figure looks amazing. It actually is, it's where I would spend money if I was going to get something because it's, he has a suit of armor and it's, because it's a, a Japanese made toy, it even tempts me even more because you're like just how amazing those figures look when they do them right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 100 bucks. The pre order is already sold out. Um, here's the thing I've been a Toy Story fan since the first movie, so I've always followed the franchise. This movie, I just watched the new preview when it was on Doctor Strange, and it looks amazing. This this is fantastic. It's like a Gundam mixed with like an action figure. Yes. <laughs> like I want this so bad. And there's a lot of accessories. So yeah, ninety nine dollars. Yeah, would I wish it was fifty? Sure, but I I feel like it's gonna be cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe just as cool as this upcoming one. This Earthworm Jim figure uh, from Premium DNA. I mean, this is the figure and more. There's so. There's just period more coming out. They released the Banjo Kazooie, which I was never a fan of that franchise, but the figure does look really good. They did the Battletoads. 
they're mad expensive. Oh yes, that's right. They did yes. the battle toads. They did battle toads. They've done these mad balls. Again, they're like forty dollars a figure, but they look like your childhood. So the banjo kazooie is sixty four. You're kind of getting two figures with those guys. I don't know what an earthworm Jim's gonna look like, but I I'd pay a good fifty bucks or more for an earthworm Jim personally. Um, and they're ta- so they're taking these old franchises that we grew up with. And and they're really doing some new and, and different things with them. So I, I'm excited to see what these Earthworm Jim toys are going to look like. Me too. Me too. Uh, next up from Kotobukiya. Uh, I love their artifacts line of statues. Uh, yeah. And finally, I guess, we're getting a Boba Fett in his prototype armor. Hey, I just saw that this morning and I added it on the show. You know, I've always liked that look. Yeah. You know, we hunted down that Black Series figure across state lines when it was <laughs> when it came out. And I still love it. I really yeah. do love that figure. So, um, like you said, Koto Bukaya or however you say it, Artifacts, uh, they, they do great stuff with their statues. So, I'm in. A couple things from the Marvel Hot Toys world. Uh, you can get your Haley Steinfeld lookalike figure for um, <laughs> the Hawkeye Kate Bishop. <laughs> uh, if you want a Hot Toys figure of her, I I pre-ordered the Marvel Legends because, like I just said, I'm all about getting those characters in plastic form, and I, I I can't really afford Hot Toys anymore. But this is this is great coming off that show because I actually really enjoyed that show. Me too. I think it was a lot of fun. She was definitely one of the highlights of it. Um, as I've always liked Kate Bishop, but you know, Kaylee Stanfield did a really good job with it. So I'm not going to buy a hot toy of it, but right. it's, it's cool. Now we're getting all three Spider-Man from no way home, uh, as hot toys, which is great. I love that. We're getting the updated version of the villains. We're getting all three Spider-Man. So you can do the pointing scene if you want to. Um, <laughs> but this is, this is just smart. I mean, when, when Tobey Maguire or Andrew, Andrew Garfield were actually Spider-Man in their own movies, you weren't getting hot toys at this level. So now no. they can go back and do it. And it's great to get all three costumes if you can afford it. If you can afford it. Smart would be give it as a three pack as a, you know, with a discount on the, uh, on the yes. price that would make me more uh, wanting to do that. But yeah, this is a, honestly, it's a smart idea. Really smart. Absolutely. Uh, then also in one six news, uh, my favorite Captain uh, Benjamin Cisco <laughs> is getting a figure. I'm really confused because you know Exo Six has the license for this, but I remember Quantum Mechanics had also had a Star Trek One Six line going when we were seeing at a toy fair. So it must have changed hands at some point here. Um, but this looks great. Uh, if you're a Deep Space uh, Nine fan, there's a lot of cool accessories for this, and it it looks really solid. Hmm. Yeah, they. I'm looking at this article. They have a shit ton of Star Trek. Like, this looks like their thing. Yes. It's like every Star Trek character has one six scale figure from these guys. So I don't know what the price is on these either. I'm assuming it's going to be at least 200 to 250 but that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, from all these figures that I'm seeing here, these look like really good likenesses of the characters. Wow. They do. They do. Wow. Exactly. And yeah. with Star Trek being back in the in the forefront of, of pop culture, I think yeah. it's it's awesome that we're getting some good collectibles. Yeah. Because um, those Playmates ones are coming soon, too. So I'm hoping 
that they dibble and dabble with some Deep Space Nine as well. So, mm-hmm. um, if you have, you know, twelve thousand dollars sitting around, um, and you're a Final Fantasy VI fan like me, I don't have twelve thousand dollars, of course, sitting around. But um, this is crazy. Um, there is a Final Fantasy VI Terra Magic Tech Armor <laughs> statue coming, and it looks amazing. It's my favorite Final Fantasy game. I'm still waiting for them to remake it into a, you know, a HD a, version, a real one. Uh, they did just put out the digital remaster and stuff like that. So if anybody has not played this game and you want a JRPG to play, I would recommend it. Uh, if you have $12,000, you know, this is coming out next year, July. So we'll leave a link in here for you. To, uh, yeah. Only Google 600 of them in existence. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Jeez. Uh, last up today. I love to bring this kind of stuff to the table because we've been talking about how everybody's moving away from using plastic. Um, and this is really a really nice. Um, they're not pursuing it anymore, you're saying? They're not. We're going to have to change the title of our of our whole thing. But yeah. toys will always be made of plastic, whether it's recyclable plastic or not. Um, but I love the idea that they're wanting to get rid of these bubble packages. Right. Uh, I was kind of surprised at the last you know the the latest marvel legends uh the the remakes of the first series where they slapped them onto a card back with a bubble um which i'm just like you were doing it kind of right the first time but you're using a lot of plastic anyway so why don't you just make a cardboard box for it in in the same light of things i was kind of confused but now i see at least we're going to be seeing you know a move towards using less and less plastic which black series has done already um but looks like they'll be going for that full. Right. Right. Yeah. I, again, it just makes sense. I'm, I'm very happy that they're going and in, in making this change. I hope more companies follow suit and I'm very excited that we're working a little bit more towards sustainability in this realm of the world as well. Even though, like we said, we pursue plastic. We don't want it to fuck up our environment. <laughs> anymore anymore any right continue to do so i guess anyway so uh, where can you find us chris uh we're on the interwebs at don't forget a towel.com and defense entertainment.com check out both websites uh the defense entertainment podcast network has a show for everybody so if you're into politics or geek pop culture or just random chats about great things come on down check it out absolutely thank you guys for supporting us throughout the seasons um we will be coming up on our 10th anniversary uh which we're very very excited about some announcements will be coming in the next couple months around that and this is casey saying go read some comics and this is chris saying don't forget a towel